are now tuned in to the Mom CEO Suite podcast. I'm your host, Felicia, wife, mom, and entrepreneur. In this podcast, I'll be sharing my mompreneur journey along with strategies that will help you build your online business operations in a sustainable way. The goal is to help you build a business that fits into your lifestyle as a mom who values putting family first. We will also hear the experiences and expertise of other moms with service-based businesses. You'll get a peek into our journeys so you'll know that you aren't alone. Motherhood gets hard. Entrepreneurship gets hard. But together, we can do hard things. Welcome to the suite. All right. Hey, friends. Welcome to another episode. Welcome to the suite. So we are here with another interview with Miss Chloe Bond, and she is the owner of Secre, which is a consulting development and support agency. And through her millionaire method, she helps coaches, consultants, and experts scale to six plus figures by turning their proven offer into an offer suite in six weeks or less without pay ads. How are you today? I'm doing great. Happy finally just being able to rest, run away for a quick getaway. It's been a minute since I've been away from the desk and just in the, you know, like the everyday Monday thing. So a nice change of scenery has just been a blessing and catching flights, not feelings is always nice. So I'm feeling really relate today. I'm visiting family right now. So I'm kind of in rest mode as well. So I love that. So tell us who you are. You know, we heard about your business, but tell us a little more about who Chloelle is. Well, I was always leading with I'm a soccer mom. And I say that because not the one that drives the minivan, but it's literally an all year thing at this point. My baby is on a travel team, even though he's elementary. So it's just been an amazing experience just to see him grow and me grow as a parent. But beyond that, I am probably a nap connoisseur. I have my favorite corner of the couch that sees me Saturday and Sunday for two hours (laughs) for me to rest. I love to read. I can't get into audiobooks for some reason. I have to hold it, circle, write notes, be able to just grab it. And so just something about it I just love. And so that's my other thing. And I love to cook and bake. If I'm not baking at somebody else's bakery. So that's just kind of like quick things about me that's not so, you know, stiff in business like. I love that. Listen, I love a good nap. I will take a nap anywhere, okay? (laughs) And I can't do audiobooks either. They literally put me to sleep. I don't like to cook, though, so we'll leave that to you. (laughs) So tell us more about your business and how you stepped into entrepreneurship. Oh, so I I always say that I always knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur the time I was seven. And I know that because literally me and my sister, and she's a businesswoman too, by the way. When we were younger, we were always finding ways to make money. So we would draw pictures and tape them up in our room and call it an art gallery and make our family come by and buy them. The time I got to high school, I had my first real business. I had a baking business. And that's really what started up for me because just learning about good customer service, quality product customer feedback and the power of word of mouth, because that's how it really grew. I sold to family first and then they were bringing it to their jobs and then just kind of grew from there. On the consulting side, however, is when I went to college and some of my friends decided they wanted to try their hand at business. So they're like, you had a business, so can you help me with that? 
And so I just started helping them with their filing and helping them understand how to price their product or price their service. And then voila, <laughs> and just kept growing. I love hearing people's journey into it. You said you kind of always were into entrepreneurship. I didn't even know it was a thing or that it was a possibility well into my adulthood. So I just think it's always interesting to hear different perspectives. Um, now in business coaching and consulting, especially in the internet, there's lots of coaches and consultants out here. <laughs> so help us out. What should somebody be looking for when they're looking to hire a coach or a consultant? I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> because like you said, there's been such an influx of like business coaches and consultants and really just heavy on the coaching. Um, but I always tell people when you're hiring a business coach, you want to make sure that they have the backing. Like, for instance, people like to charge high tickets. So anything, let's say $2,000 plus. I see some coaches charging $10,000 to work with them as a retainer. You want to make sure that they have something that's proven. Like, what is their proven method? Can they walk through to you what working with them looks like? And not vaguely. My biggest thing is, can they give you a time frame of the average result you can expect? Like, I can tell people, You'll see your investment back probably within the first two weeks, because generally, especially this year, every client I've worked with has gotten their investment with me back within a two week time frame. One person in three days, another person in one day after working with me. So if they can't tell you that, they probably have not worked with enough people to be able to to know that. That's like the first red flag. Um, Beyond that, just asking for references. Do they have testimonials that you can check? Do they have clients that don't mind you? talking to them about their experience. If they say no, that's kind of a red flag to me because now I'm wondering if the people on your website are your family, your friends, I just did you a solid. Because realistically, we all kind of start off that way. But when I started out, I was not charging the prices I charge now. I charged according to you know, my time in the industry, the amount of experience I had outside of my network. And so again, if you're going to pay a higher ticket coach, they should have references. So those are just kind of the things you want to make sure you show up with a lot of questions. I will say you don't have to let coaches con control the call, even though on our end, we try to do our best to kind of control the call. I love when people come in and they have additional questions for me, those hard questions, those specific questions. Ask what you need to ask. And if you have a spouse, let me say this because I'm huge on this. If you have a spouse or significant other, their opinion on your investment does matter. And that's something you should look out for. If you tell them, I need to talk to my husband, I need to talk to my partner, and they say, well, you can't make decisions on your own. Oh, so you're not ready to invest. That's a red flag. When I meet people, I'll ask them, do you have anyone else that you may need to win on this decision? They say, actually, I do. I invite the spouses and the significant others on the call. I tell them, well, when's your husband available? When's your wife available? Oh, bring them on. And then you all can ask all the questions that you all want. So that way they can be clear on what you're investing in so they can support you in that decision. I see that a lot, too. And I just want to throw that out. Like, don't let these people bully you. That's so true. And even in hearing people teach sales, they kind of talk about how to navigate that objection. And I'm just like, but it's a real thing. People will have spouses and significant others that they need to consult with. But I think everything that you said definitely was sound advice and spot on, especially the piece about them needing to have some type of method, right? And so we know for your business, you have your millionaire method and you're helping to scale to six plus figures. 
So tell us what foundations need to be in place in order to be able to do that. Okay. Well, I'm going to say it's very simple. And a lot of people think I'm playing until they work with me on how simple it is. Really, for whether you are a new coach or you are an established coach, it always comes down to being very super duper clear on your ideal client or your client avatar. I know people come in and they get sick and tired of hearing it, but that ideal client work is something I find people rush over. You want to be as clear as possible because one, if you're clear on who your ideal client is, how they think, what they have, that just solves the next thing that you need, which is your offer. Where your ideal client is not just about who has the most money to pay you, it's also about who you actually want to work with. And that's really the simple things that people overlook because we want to jump into branding, our brand story, our logo, our website. But if you're creating an offer that no one's going to buy, they're not going to go see your logo or your website. They won't care. So you want to make sure that you know who you're talking to because, again, you can create the offer based off of what they really need. That's why you have to go real deep as far as what they desire. And I just want to drop that gem, too, about that. Because people do their messaging on what I call like that, like when they say pain points and people think pain points is like hurting the person into a purchase. So it's like, I'm going to make you feel bad about yourself so bad that you feel like you need me. That is a disempowered buyer and they're horrible to work with. Those are the ones that don't do the work, that are needy and don't get results. You want to have go-getters that don't need you to hold their hand. They just tell me what to do and I'm on it. Those type of people, you talk to their desires. So what is it that they want? Not so much what are they lacking, but what do they see for themselves next? For me, I always tell people, you want to create a bigger impact in your bank account and in the lives of other people. You can create your content and your messaging easier when you have those two things down. When you're doing your messaging, you should always be talking to that person and always talking about your offer. And so that's why I say is I do client and offer. If you start there, you can really scale your business faster once you really know that and start implementing your sales activities. Yeah, that's so good. <laughs> but to the whole idea of scaling to six figures, right? I think on the internet, when that's talked about, to moms especially, that can feel like a lot of hustling, right? Mm -hmm. And so how can moms in business who do want to scale to six figures, how can they begin to do that, but in a way that's sustainable? Well, as a single mom myself, let me throw that out there so people don't think I'm out here with a full house nanny and I got a husband sponsoring me. That's my past life. But now, as a single parent, you have to do business simply and give yourself grace. And that's something I didn't realize in the beginning of my business. I burned out very fast because I bought into the idea of you have to post seven days a week. What I say is, especially if you're working full-time alongside of this, pick a schedule you know you can consistently stick with. When you're showing up seven days a week, three to five times a day, but then life happens and now you're burned out, you're tired and you're scrambling and you disappear because you need a two-week break, it builds distrust. And in this business, you need no like and trust. Now more than ever, because people are fed up with the games. They already been burned by the gurus or the charlatans. So you want to know, sit down and be honest with yourself. How often can I show up and show up well? For me, I posted Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. And I showed up consistently Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Until creating content became easy for me. Because that's like a skill you have to develop. 
So you have to, again, give yourself grace. If you pace yourself and pull back and say, you know what, I can show up every other day or I can show up these two days. Then when you show up, you have to show up. Like you come on, you shine bright with your expertise. Good quality will always stay in rotation. I have people liking posts right now that I posted last Wednesday. People commenting just because it's solid content. So do not single mama hear me, mother and even mompreneurs who have families because my twin sister, she has a family and I know you all in the trenches too. When I started my business, I had a family. I was married and had my son. Do something that's going to work for you and you don't have to follow anyone's path. In business, that's the beauty. I understand there's roadmaps, blueprints, whatever. Follow your path. So if you know you can't live online because you got that newborn and you losing sleep, then don't. But again, if you know that in the daytime you have about one hour today, then you kill it in that hour. I'm so glad that you said follow your own path and find what works for you. I think a lot of times there's this idea that we have to do what, as you mentioned, what all the gurus are saying you need to do to be able to get here. But in reality, everything doesn't work for everybody, right? Yes, their method worked for them, but what was their lifestyle? We don't really get to see everything. What support do they really have, right? They might not even be parents or mothers, right? And I look at that because like there's one high ticket coach love her content to pieces. But there's another coach who also makes multiple six figures herself. She sells low ticket, has always sold low ticket. And I saw the high ticket coach telling her, I would love to see you come out of that low ticket. But why? But in my mind, when I read it, I was just like, but why, why does she have to do that? Because the thing is also, you have to be true to your aspirations. Don't get caught up in this. Everyone's goal is I want to make 10K a month. If you only want to make 5K a month, because everybody doesn't want to be a millionaire. Everybody doesn't want a corporation. So if you're like, listen, I'm cool with $70,000 a year. Don't let anybody push you past that. Now, in your heart, you hit that 70 and you say, you know what? I think I want to push a little harder for 100000 Then you go for it. And like you said, different situations. I do see some people who are preaching high ticket and they are single, partnerless. So yeah, you got time to live, eat, breathe, sleep, be live five times a day, launch a new something every two days because you're alone. And that's something I had told my sister when she became a mom, like pace yourself. She has two kids, one two-year-old and one who's turning one. And she's still a newlywed. So you got a lot going on. Yeah. So I'm like, pace yourself. Because I told her, look at the other people. They start off before you. And that's the other thing keep in mind. A lot of these people that are further ahead, they started out when coaching was like still kind of new. They started out in 2000. And that's one thing I can't stand when they're like, well, my method, your method started with a different temperament and a different audience. Your audience in 2016 was not as smart as the audience in 2023. Your audience was thinking coaching was the new gateway to success. Now these people already been burnt, been put in debt, have got loans they can't hardly pay back and still don't have any clients. So that's what I'm saying. There's if you want to have a low ticket, like I have seen some people, they have like a low ticket membership. One of them is a seven dollar a month membership. Her business is doing fifty thousand dollars a month. So even though I am a high ticket coach, I don't tell anybody don't sell a low ticket. Because I know too many people making millions and their business is blowing mine out the water and they sell $27 products, $47 products. That's the only thing I don't like about a lot of business coaches is that push of my way is the way because it kills the creativity and the growth in business. It will kill a person's innovation and will kill like progression by trying to make everybody the exact same. Yeah. 
this is a really good conversation. We could definitely keep this going on. Even in the last episode that I just recorded, we were talking about going at your own pace and not comparing where you are to where other people are. And so even in the mom CEO suite, we talk about what does freedom really look like to you? Not what other people say it should be, but what does it really look like for you? And then go from there. But to your point about having different levels of support for those moms in business who don't really have a support, how can they create that if they don't have a tribe? Okay. Well, from experience, because I've I've lived in different cities where no family as a mother and even navigating single motherhood. I mean, I have family, but what I'll say is just do your due diligence and finding things that work for you. Like for instance, I when I lived in like California, I found a place that will watch your kid and they have parents nights out. So you drop them off and it wasn't a daycare, like a little drop off type of situation. So we tested it. Like, I live around the corner. I'm like, let me touch it for an hour. And my baby, all right. And then started going a little bit longer. But even now for my son, like, his interest, like, he loves to do arts and crafts. And I threw a party at one place. And I found out they do parents' night out, like, two times a month. So even though it may not be as often as you want, I take those small moments as much as I can. Again, it goes back to what you want your life to look like and what you need. Like, I've had some friends that hire nannies. I'm going back to be down that track in a minute. But that's the thing you have to decide is like, how often do you need those breaks? What are you comfortable with? How old is your child? I understand when they're a lot younger and they can't talk. I was like, no, we just stay here with me. But when he got old enough to talk, get out in the community and start making connections. I know it's uncomfortable, but you want to know, you want to know people. I understand you can only know so much, but trust yourself, trust your gut and just see what's going to work for you. And like I said, I've always just found things I knew would be an interest for him. So he wouldn't be feeling like abandoned or, you know, oh, she just leaving me here. He enjoys himself and be upset sometimes. I can't pick him up. Like, oh, it's over already. So you do that. And then if you have people in your family that you can trust or friends that you can trust, set up the boundaries and let them help. Because I do feel like that's a plague for a lot of women that sometimes it's not that we don't even not have the support. We'll overlook the support because we feel this guilt of, I don't want to be a burden on this person. But if someone does love you or if you have a child and, you know, they love your child enough, then, you know, make sure that you take the offer. And like I said, I have certain boundaries. I only have certain people that are allowed to keep him because we're in alignment on parenting. We're in alignment and value. So I know that the same thing you get from me when you over there, you're going to get the same thing from them. Just stay in alignment with what you see and like for your children, what you see for their lives and then put them in environments that cultivate that, that also support you. And like, that's the simplest formula I can put it. That's really good. I never even thought about looking into the whole drop-off thing. Like for me, my daughter's young. She's about to be two. And we live away from family. So it's me, my husband, my daughter. And so sometimes I do feel like, oh, I don't know anybody around here. And she's still young. So I'm like, I'm not leaving her with just anybody. So I totally can understand that. But like you said, there is support out there. Just make sure that it's in alignment with your values. Put those boundaries in place. I think that's a really great point because even with family or friends, like there, there's just some people. She's not going to go. <laughs> exactly. Those are our legacy. Like, I look at him like, you're my legacy. You're the next. And then it's my job as your mother to protect you. And like, even for married people, like, I know when I was married, we just created a schedule. 
where we picked our days. And so he had his days on the calendar where it's like, okay, you, I already expect to hold it down for you so you can get out, go to the gym, go hang out with your friends. And then for me, we will probably do it a month ahead. And I'll be like, I got this women's retreat I'm going to. I have a business conference I'm going to. This stage is I don't want to see y'all for eight hours. I'm gone. So if you're married, you all have to really come together. And again, I see a lot of times for wives going through that too, of picking up a lot of the housework, of picking a lot of the child rings, because we're just natural nurturers. And then we also think men can read our minds. And so it's just like, you see me over here tired and struggling and I'm snapping everybody. And he did his mind like, what's wrong? Is it that time coming? Like, what happened? And so it's just like, even though, you know, I'm a single now, but I always tell women, that's the one thing I did learn during my time is learn to communicate what you need. If you need that nap, be like, babe, I need that nap. If you need some help, be like, hey, could you catch bedtime tonight? Because I'm just not, I'm just not here. And if you have a spouse that actually loves you and supports you and they're like in your corner, they will be more than happy to make sure that you get that time because you're doing so much. So they want to see you, you know, be cared for and protected and loved. So open up your mouth and ask, please. <laughs> and ask for the help because they don't know. They, I promise you, they don't know. So, but you mentioned, you know, the child being a legacy. And I hear people say a lot, they're starting their business for their child or their child is their why for their business with this whole idea of legacy. But I know you have a different perspective. So... Oh. Share with us why the child should not be the why for your business. My humble opinion, not so humble, because I tell people all the time, the reason why I won't make my son the why is because I feel like when you're a parent, you bring them into the world, they don't need that pressure. Because subconsciously, whether we realize it or not, we start putting certain expectations on them because it's just like, you're in the center of everything. So my thing is there's a danger to me when we make motherhood, and a lot of times we do that, where we make our children so much the center, so much of the reason, so much our reason to live. That's why when people have become empty nesters, they're lost, they go through midlife crisis, they're clingy and ruin their kids' lives because they don't know how to operate without meeting their every need because you make them the why for everything. My son, he asked me, he said, mommy, when I get older, do I have to do your business? He said, because honestly, I don't like what you do. <laughs> he was like, I don't want to do that. If I made him my why, I'd be like, boy, like, what you mean? I'm doing it for you. No, I'm doing this for me because my purpose in life may not be what my son's going to do on his purpose. So I'm not going to force that on him or feel like he has to be my reasons. In my mind, what I build, he's just a benefactor off of that. In my mind, when I'm working, bringing in money, this is going towards his college so I can put him up higher and give him a head start. This is for my grandkids and great grandkids to leave them behind an inheritance. So they're benefacting off of it. But I'm not sitting here like, let me get this sales call. Because I, because I, my thing is, you're good. You're going to get taken care of because I'm just your mom. But I'm not going to make you the motivation because, again, when he leaves, what's going to be motivating me then? So it has to be deeper. And I also feel like, we as women have to not feel selfish. Like we have to attach our purpose or our reason or motivation for anything beyond something that we just want on our own. Chloe wants to live a good life. If I was a mom or not, I know this is something that I've had in my heart to do and I'm walking out my purpose. Whether I have been a mom or not, I would have still been doing this. So at this age, he's already motivated to get into his purpose, what he sees for himself. And I feel like that's really, again, but it's a benefactor thing. Like you're getting the benefit of the work. I'm not putting you on the forefront and I don't have you on my vision board every day like, 
oh, there go my baby face. I got to hit the sales goal for July because if I don't, no, take the pressure. Don't put that pressure on your kid. Yeah, I never looked at it like that. And I like how you frame it. They're the benefactor of the work that you're doing, right? Not the why. So as we wrap up, for somebody who is in that position where they're wanting to scale to six plus figures, what's one thing that you would encourage them to do today to begin to scale? Please look at your ideal client. Please start there. Like, again, I know it's boring. I know you don't care. You don't want to care about what type of drinks and activities they're into. You don't care about what they read, but you need to care because the more you can get into their mind, the easier you can talk to them in your content because you know what topics to cover. Start there. Really sit down. And it could, and let me say this, it could take you two, three days. It doesn't have to get done today. Be patient with yourself. So really deep dive into who that is. And I promise you, like, you, you will thank me for it. Yeah, I think that is a really great place to start. Definitely appreciate you for coming on to the suite and sharing all of your wisdom and knowledge with us. So let people know how they can connect with you. And if you have anything coming up, share that as well. You can connect with me one on Facebook. Just find my name. I'm there. <laughs> Always around. Beyond that, I do have my website, which is sacrelc.com. That's S-A-C-R-E-L-C.com. I have turned over to application only because I am deep diving into ministry and my nonprofit work, which I'm excited about. So that means I don't have a lot of time to fool around on these phones. And so I need to make sure that if you want to work with me, that one, you're not wasting your time answering the questions. You can find out if you're actually ready to work with me. And if you do feel that way, then you will fill out that form. And then we can go ahead and set something up for us to come together and scale your business. I'm also on Threads which I think half of America who has a business is on threads right now. So if you want to follow me on this, feel free. And yeah, so right now, really, I'm just on Facebook mostly. And I want to say this, please add me on there. Follow me on there because I drop so much free knowledge. I hate gatekeeping in this industry. I have got one person, she didn't even work with me. She said, Chloe, I got three clients this year just following your content. So just know, like, I don't mess around. So if you have that drive, you might just be able to get a couple points from me and take off running. So that's how to find me. Yes, and she does drop the gems on Facebook. So make sure y'all connect. The links will be in the show description. Again, thank you so much for coming on and sharing with us today. Guys, thank you for listening. And we'll see you in the next episode. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Mom CEO Suite Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, can you do us a favor? Leave a review on iTunes and share with other moms in business like you. Help us spread our message and empower others who are at this intersection of motherhood and entrepreneurship.